Welcome to Lyme Time. I'm Allie from the Tick Chicks. We are all more than Lyme disease and chronic illness, and together we stand with you to overcome and rise. I'll bring you closer to the experts in cutting edge treatments and even a few unexpected ways of healing. I'll ask the questions you want answers to regarding Lyme disease and successful ways of getting you closer to 100%. We are in this together and will not be defined by Lyme. So today I am really excited to welcome my guest, Angela Howenstein. You may know her as the over 40 influencer on Instagram uh, for wardrobe specializing. And I'm so excited to be speaking with her today. And um, I I want to just tell you that the, her moniker, her thing that she's known for is WAGIT. It's W-A-Y-G-I-T. And it stands for, where are you going in that? Um, this is, Angela has been a personal friend of mine for several years now. Gosh, wow. Probably too many. <laughs> We're going to date ourselves a little bit, but I mean, as long as I can remember. And she was the, the girlfriend that would come over to all of our homes and sit in the closet and just make us get real with our wardrobes and say, no, seriously, where are you going in that? <laughs> and we would say like, I don't know, maybe a concert like at Madison Square Garden in like five years. And, uh, and, and so anyway, um, Angela, welcome to Lime Time. We're going to get into all, all different kinds of things today. I'm, I'm just excited to talk to you because the first one of the first things that I I stuck to when I when I started, um, you know, Instagram and the tick chicks and all of that, is I would say to people, when you're lying in bed, and you know it hurts to get up and even go to the bathroom, much less make dinner for your your family and get kids ready for school and all of that. When the world just seems insurmountable, I was like, there is one thing you can do to make yourself better, and it's free. And I want you to just crawl or scoot yourself into your closet yeah. and sit there and look at your stuff and take an assessment of your closet. And I want you to really ask yourself, like, do I need all this? Number one. Number two, am I holding on to stuff? Is this creating a kind of an emotional blockage for me? Can I move past this? How can I give to others? How can get, I get out of my head and myself? And how can I just make a pile to donate? Wouldn't that make me feel good today? You know, sometimes it's not about, you know, making the hundreds of phone calls that we make to doctors and analyzing our blood work anymore and like freaking out. It's really kind of like, hey, today I'm going to give back. Today I'm going to get out of self and I'm going to get get unstuck and I'm going to get that energy moving. I'm going to get my body loose again. I'm going to get my mind free again. And it's really therapeutic. So tell me how, um, I know you've always had a knack for styling and clothes, but how did you kind of come to realize this was your passion and your calling? Um, you know, to be honest, it was, I've, since I was a little girl, I am not kidding. Where every other kid was studying in high school and grade <laughs> school, I was in my closet picking out outfits for the next day. Like, what, what am I going to wear tomorrow to school? I mean, for God's sake, I didn't do any studying. I, we also had a big cedar closet in our house growing up. And I would just 
take all the clothes out and go through. I'm one of seven, as you know, the sixth of seven, there were hand-me-downs coming out the wazoo and I'm going like this, looking through and putting things together. And I just was always that kid. And then as I grew up, I wish I had kind of followed that passion and, and focus on that after college. I eventually did get into it by working um, in fashion on a low, on a smaller level in children's wear, but I just was that friend. You're right. I was always going to everybody's closet. And and when people used to answer and say, when I'd say, not seriously, where are you going in that? And someone would say, I don't know, Gelson's. And I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, okay. If you're just going to Gelson's as the grocery store. All right, whatever. Um, and so I finally, when my kids all left the house, I thought, you know what? This is silly. I can't just sit around and not use the, what the, like the skill that I enjoy the most, which is freeing people, honestly, of that stress of what it feels like to get dressed every day. There are women out there with a closet full of clothes who wake up every day and say, I have nothing to wear or who go to a party and are like, I don't have anything to wear. Yes, you do. You just, A, can't see it or B, you don't, you just, you physically can't see it or, or B, you just like, what does that even look good on me? Or do I feel good in that? Does it make me feel good in my body? And I felt, you know what? I'm just going to do this. So I spend a lot of time in people's closets, a lot of time personal shopping for people and just trying to make life a little bit easier for them mm. so they don't have that stress. Because I think stress just causes anger and, um, you know, unhappiness. And as you know, it's just it's too much to live with. Yeah. And as I said to you uh, before, I've I've told this to you before, you know, everybody out there who's listening, I want you to know that there are often times that I'll get um, a newsletter from Angela and I see some items on there that not only I love, but that I think my daughter would love too. So even though you say you specialize in over 40 or 50, I, I want to say that I think you're for everyone and, um, and you just have a great way of showing, Okay, if you love these shoes but can't afford $800 to buy them, here's a great knockoff. Um, in fact, they even look better and it's whatever. It's at J. Crew for 50 bucks. Exactly. No. Honestly, that was one of the big things too, was I I was always that person. And I, I'm not trying to sound boastful or anything, but where people would be like, oh my God, where did you get that? And, you know, I'd say, oh, I got it at wherever. And then, and that great, go out and buy it. Who cares if we half of us have the same clothes? Doesn't matter. But I thought one day I was like, I should, I think you can get paid for that. <laughs> so that's when I started my newsletter, which will give you high, low options. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think that you can't imagine the amount of people, if I put something up from Target, I might sell hundred pieces. If I put up one dress from, you know, a fancy boutique, I might sell one. Mm-hmm. And so clicking on the link and, and people can buy, I don't see who buys, but I can see that people buy anyway. It just gives people an option to sort of scroll through fun things and it's not curing cancer. It's just for fun. It's, but oh, it's- and you're so good at it. You really, really are. I love, I love yes. how you put things together. Um, okay. So first of all, I want to just take a moment and discuss our emotional attachments and the energy that we have when we talk about clothing and we think about our own clothes. And then I want to go into, I actually have brought a few items from my closet. (laughs) I want to know where I'm going in that. Um, So, so, so let's just start with, um, you know, I, I make this correlation with, you know, you can listen to a seventies music uh, station and I'm telling you, you can get taken right back to your childhood 
or you listen to that great song that reminds you when you were a senior in high school and your emotional attachment and, and the memories that come flooding into your consciousness and everything is just, it's tangible. And yeah. it's, it's so crazy. It's why we don't, we, that's why we love the oldies songs, right? Um, and even before our time, you know, we, we have a nostalgia for that. For sure. So when I go into my closet um, I feel as though my emotional attachment is also with clothing. So it's either, you know, oh, I'll fit in that again, or, um, I might give this to one of my, to my daughter or, oh, it's so, such a bummer. They're not really that in style anymore, but I spent a fortune on that. Right. And, or, you know, uh, it's out of style now, but it's kind of a classic. So it probably would come back again. <laughs> like there's, it's a whole dialogue that goes on in my mind when I walk in there and it's like, literally, I, you know, it's like the Seinfeld closet at this point, it's, it's just overridden with, with, with clothing and shoes and bags and scarves and belts and all this stuff. So, so what is it about human beings where we just feel as though we need to attach an emotion and, and also what advice would you give to somebody who really it's time to get rid of some of this stuff? You're really good and you have a talent with that, but I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, Oh gosh, you know, it's just, it's just for some reason, it's hard to get rid of stuff. I think, okay, so first of all, people get emotionally attached for a lot of reasons. I mean, that it was a, hus- a gift their husband got them. As you said, something was really expensive. It belonged to their mother. Um, I, I, I find that most of my people won't get rid. And the reason they don't is because it really is hard to do on your own. You, I, it's hard for me to do on my own because I sit there and I'm like, oh, but that's really, I do love that. 15th plaid shirt that I have. And I I often wear those. And what happens is that people, they just, they hold on and they will buy something new. And instead of taking out something to replace it, so you can stay a little pared down, they just keep adding to it. It causes physical clutter and it causes mental clutter because people are, um, they're, they're just, they're not sure what, what to do. And you walk in and you just feel like it's just a lost cause you know, what am I going to do? And, you know, I think that emotionally we feel weird getting rid. I think that we like to hold on and it's in a lot of parts of our lives. Right. I mean, but in the closet, people think I need to have more in order to feel good about myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's totally not the case because if you ever look at some people who, you know, who rewear a lot of things, they're actually some of the most stylish people because they know what looks good on them and they're not afraid to purge. I don't put rules on people. I mean, I really don't. If you haven't worn it in two seasons, you should get rid of it. That's not so. I mean, I have some things I haven't worn in a while, but I, I hold on to those things because I know they are classics and they are something I'll wear forever. But especially if you shop high, low, you got to be really willing to sort of say, um, I am going to get rid of this whole clump. And what's very in at the moment is recycled fashion. And when you talk about giving back to other people, recycled fashion is huge mm-hmm. buying it and also selling or giving away. It's a, it's such a trend right now. I mean, if you go into any, if you shop on the real, the real, real or Poshmark or any of those places, people are 
are realizing how great it is instead of shopping fast fashion. Anyway, so I think that um, when you are um, in that sort of mode where nothing feels good, it is such an emotional load off when you go in and you do do it and clean out your closet. It, it, yesterday I said on my Instagram, it feels like you lost 200 pounds and guess what? Physically, this woman's closet that I did yesterday, I took out 11 bags and they least weighed 20 pounds a piece and she lost 200 pounds and it makes you feel so good mm. because what's left in your closet are the things that, not that you have to walk in and be like, I love my glasses so much. They make me so happy. It's not about that, but it is about this feeling where, oh, I, oh, I do love those shoes. I, I love to wear those. And feeling good about yourself in those clothes. Because then when you feel good in what you're wearing, it helps you on the inside. It's usually what the opposite. If you feel good on the inside, you'll look better on the outside. With mm -hmm. clothes, it's when you're feeling good on the outside, it lifts you up on the inside. And so I'm wanting people to just pare down Keep the things that look really good on you, that are your style. It doesn't matter what you ever paid for them. None of that matters because if it's just clogging your brain and you're going back to something, oh, I, I'm going to wear that sweater because I feel so sorry for it. I never wear it. Well, don't worry about it. It's a sweater. <laughs> and someone else will be really excited to get that sweater. And I actually heard a really good quote, if you can believe it, on The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, whoa, we're talking about um, flower arranging. And that one of those crazy wives said, well, you know, pruning encourages life. And I was like, oh, mm. goes with your closet too, because mm. you know what makes you feel so good inside, but it's hard to do. So you just have to commit. And, you know, I love what you said about COVID post COVID. You were like, you know, it's time to put the sweats away, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> We all got used to wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts and being cozy in our homes. We had nowhere to go. There was nothing to buy because we had no parties to attend to. And I think we've, uh, as a as a collective, we've sort of gotten into this. I mean, people wear pajama bottoms out in public now, or you oh. know, sweatpants or something. And I'm always like, oh. And but it, there was something really refreshing about hearing you say, come on, let's get dressed again. Let's do that. And I think for people who aren't feeling healthy, oh, yes, sometimes you just have to get up and get dressed, you know, no, I guess. get dressed and go take a drive. You don't even have to go anywhere, but just be able to get yourself back in the motions of, of doing this, you know, and also to not look at the closet. Some people are very depressed because they look at the closet and they think, oh, that's what I used to wear when I felt good. You know, I used to wear stiletto heels and all this stuff. And now I just kind of want to be in my sweatpants or something, you know, yeah, um, totally understandable. Yeah. And, but on the flip side of things, there are people that say, you know, I'm keeping a few things because I felt proud in that. And that is my goal. And so emotionally they are looking to reach that goal again, which I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. You just can't have a closet of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and so also you, when you come into somebody's own physical home. Um, I know that what you try to encourage people to do is actually try everything on in front of you. Is that still how you operate? Do you still do home visits? 
Oh, I do a ton of home visits. And a lot of times what it comes down to, I, okay. A great example was the woman I worked with yesterday. She's probably 40 something. And she's obviously been in business for a long time. And in the early days, she was wearing clothes from Ann Taylor and um, Banana Republic and all these things. Right. And they fit her well. And she was in a business environment traveling 300 days a year. She's now since post COVID and she's, you know, doing a lot more of what we're doing right now. And um, she's also making a lot more money. So she has upped her game in terms of what kind of designer she's buying. And her closet was full of all that old stuff mm. still. Cause I think for her, it brought back the memories of, wow, this is how I really grew with my career, but, but I don't need that stuff anymore. And so that talk about 11 bags worth of stuff, you know, um, we didn't have to go through and try all that stuff on the things we have to try on or when, she, when she says, well, I just bought this great new blouse. I don't know what to wear with it. Okay. Let's pull out a pair of jeans, a pair of black pants, and let's put on five different tops with it so that, you know, if you're going to be buy a one hit wonder, which is a great blouse, you better have five other things in that closet to wear, whether it's a skirt, jeans, white jeans, black jeans, whatever it is. I think a lot of people also don't realize, um, when I, so, so yes, I do, but not in all cases, but I was at um, a client's house and I said, where are we? we live in Colorado? So we wear a lot of blue jeans. I said, where are your blue jeans? She said, oh no, they're, they're fine. I don't have a problem with my blue jeans. I'm like, let's see. <laughs> so she gets them all out and I look at them and I'm like, put those on. She had a rise in her blue jeans about that big. And she had no idea. She's definitely a curvy figure, uh -huh. skinny. And she had no idea that they just did not look good. And she had no idea because she didn't have anyone to tell her, but she needed to try them on with me and not just let me look at them because I wanted her to know you're not dressing for your shape and you will feel so much better and slimmer and pulled together when you're dressing for your shape. So sometimes I'm doing it. Sometimes I'm not, but a lot of, you know, a lot of women are, um, they don't dress for their shape. They don't know what their body is and they are more comfortable in sweats because they don't want to go to that place where maybe they haven't been feeling well, so they haven't been exercising and they've been laying around in their sweats and their jeans don't fit. That's a-okay. Mm -hmm. That is a-okay. Go, the Gap will sell you a pair of jeans for $29.99 that actually will fit you. And the talk about getting dressed every day, go get those jeans, get up and take a shower if you can manage it. You know, and I know a lot of people that are suffering from chronic you know, illness and, and feeling bad, it's hard. But I know that when I do it and I do get dressed every single day, A, because I have a closet full of clothes, but B, I, it's so, it's like a, a load off. It makes you feel so good to put on mascara, tiny bit of lipstick, brush your hair. It makes, it, it does something. It elevates, it hits that dopamine and it's just like, wow. Well, you know? and also you feel, when you don't feel normal, it makes you feel normal a little bit. There's a little bit of pretending, I think, in a way, when you put on just an outfit and you're getting dressed and you're not going to your sweatpants anymore and your slippers, but you can actually make an effort and do that. You you sort of like you pretend until it actually gets into your consciousness and then all of a sudden you feel kind of good. And it is. It's a it's a pick me up. Um so tell me about your courses. Okay. So um, I think there's going to be a soft launch in February, maybe March, but what I would love to teach women across the country, you can't imagine the amount of people that say, I just don't know how to get dressed in the morning. And it, and it hurts. 
if they're going to an office, if they just want to look nice for their husband, like, you know, trying to get out of their sweats and get dressed so that when their husband comes home from work and you're making dinner and you have a glass of wine and you're feeling really good, there are a lot of people that just don't know how to do that. They also don't know how to dress for their body. They also don't know how to shop and they don't know what to do when they get rid of all this stuff. What can I do with it? And as I told you before, recycled fashion is really in. And there are a lot of people out there in terms of donations who are getting back to work, getting back on their feet. There are programs out there where you can take your stuff, get a tax deduction. If you sell your stuff, you're making at least a little money back. But I want to teach people kind of those steps so they get dressed and not be stressed. It just, it causes women pain when they cannot get dressed in the morning. And then it just, it spirals for their day. So the course is really going to be about teaching people that process of going through the wardrobe, editing it, dressing for your body, learning how to shop, and then what to do with it in the end. So it's going to be a fun course. Um, and then I'll probably do some subscription stuff for like extra tidbits, you know, how to find the right jeans for your body, how to balance your figure. If you're a pair, you need more up here and less down here. You know, there's just, there are little tricks that you can learn. And so it'll be some stuff along that those lines. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be so helpful. You know, guys, I want to tell you, Angela is sort of that girlfriend, that girlfriend that will be really honest with you. And, you know, sometimes I can actually hear your voice. Yeah. And if you follow her on Instagram, you'll understand, you'll come to understand what would Angela say? Because honestly, if you don't have somebody, Angela, that goes in your closet with you and is that honest girlfriend that says, that's not your best. <laughs> That's another one of your saying. <laughs> not your best. That's not, not your best. best no. It's, it's like, um, you know, uh, I could see where a class would really help, um, help everyone and just be honest with themselves. Um, and like you said, sometimes people can't see how they actually look. I don't know. I mean, we can stand in front of a mirror for an hour and not, and yet still not quite see what the impression is that we're giving off or that, or what we're saying about ourselves through how we dress. Whereas you can take an honest look and say, okay, listen, these jeans are too short for you. They're just too short. They're cutting you off. They're not making you feel, you know, as they're not giving you that shape that you would really feel super confident in. Yes. Um, so I also think I love what that. you have to remember is in terms of, because dressing does tell people how we are speaking to the world. It does. If, you know, uh, not because fashion is affordable. Like I said, you can shop on Poshmark and get a designer something in, in, for a lot less money. Um, but you can also go to Target and they make really stylish items that don't cost a lot of money, but what we, how we dress really does speak about how we feel about ourselves to the world. And if you're not feeling great, it kind of shows, it can show in your hair, it can show in your skin, your clothes, all of it. At the end of the day though, what I really like to stress to people, and I said this on Instagram the other day, no one cares. Everyone is watching their own movie they are only caring about this person right here. They don't care that, you know, you might not feel your best and you, you put on a sweater that, you know, doesn't look that great. Nobody cares. You're doing it for you mm -hmm. and to make you feel good. It's not about anybody else. It's just about doing it for yourself and making yourself feel good. 
And, and that's kind of at the end of the day that again, it's that hit of like happiness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's so true. It's, it's what we put out into the world. And it's also um, a lot about how, what we get back in return. If you're walking out and about and you feel pretty good about yourself and you're, and you're confident in your spending and what you have to be spending on, let's say you go, you go to the mall, you already know, you know what? I need a pair of black boots. Mm -hmm. You're not walking into the mall and buying more crap that's just very disorganized and spending unwisely. You're actually making choices because your closet is very clear, very clean and concise. Um, okay, so funny, so so funny things that I <laughs> I mean this requires and by the way, I do sell on Poshmark. I sell my my Poshmark is California Lux L-U-X-E. And I I have a bin in my in my garage. Why is it why am I like this? I am a Midwestern girl, you know, and and I in like you just didn't you just didn't like no you you didn't get rid of your stuff. No. well, we already discussed jeans. Um, yes. I just brought out a pair of jeans, but for women, jeans, why are the jeans a bane of our existence? And why do you like to hang your jeans? Tell me. Okay. One, and and how many should we have and what colors? Tell me. All right. So the reason they're the bane of our existence is because we often, um, what pops in our inbox from Shop Up or what we're seeing in the magazines and on the stars and all these weird like 90s mom jeans, those are great. On a six foot tall model, that's great. And you see them on shop up and you're like, oh, those are the best jeans. Those are going to look great on me. They're probably not. Okay. That's just the way it is. You, you have to be out there trying on 10 or 15 pairs at a time. A place like Nordstrom that has every designer, high, low prices. I mean, you can get a $50 pair and you can get a $350 pair and going in there and saying, okay, look, um, I am curvy. If you're curvy and you know, Madewell sir, sir, sells curvy jeans, go to Madewell because guess what? They're going to have something that fits you and skinny jeans. You know, that's always this thing is our skinny jeans out like side parts. I part my hair on the side almost every day and skinny jeans. Are they out? No, but do they look good on that many people? Not really. They really don't. They're very useful for when you're putting on a boot and um, you know, whether it's a snow boot or just a high boot, you're going to wear a blazer and a great necklace and earrings can go out for dinner. Fantastic. But you know, for someone who's maybe curvier, heavier on top with slim legs, you know, it just, you have to balance. And I think people get, afraid of what they maybe did wear, um, in terms of straight jeans when they were in, maybe in high school and college and, but straight jeans, honestly, on most people look better. It's hard to get used to. So I think with jean shopping, it's a matter of going out and trying every single style they offer and saying to yourself, Oh, wait, okay. But if I buy these jeans, what shoes do I wear with them? So when you talk about lengths and how many different pairs do you need, in my opinion, everybody needs a long very narrow flared leg jean for evening time that you would wear with. It doesn't have to be a huge heel, but a heel and a nice blouse. You're going out to dinner with your friends or your husband or whoever. That's kind of your going out jean in a very dark wash. And the, and I, the flare should, the bottom of the jean should be where? Should it be when you have a heel on, should the flare be 
basically even with the floor? I mean, much even with the floor, if you wear a pointy shoe, you're going to have that lengthening look. So if the, if the toe is kind of sticking out, if you're wearing a round toed shoe, you're never going to see it. And it kind of looks a little weird. Um, so, you know, when you go to your tailor, you know, you sort of just have them stand there with your shoes with you and sort of figure out where do I want those to hit? Um, in terms, and, and those also should not, they should be a little more fitted through the knee because I don't want anyone to think my knees are, are I, not anyone. I don't want to feel like I have big knees. You know, sometimes those wide pants, mm. they look good on some people, but they don't look good on, on everybody. So I would say trying that style jean for evening is like a 10. That's the best. It's kind of a sexy, but it's also so slimming and people need to give it a try. Straight leg. I love for um, daytime. I'll also wear a bit of a fuller flared leg um, that doesn't require heels. So that might, they might be shorter. I think a kick flare is awesome. I mean, Audrey Hepburn always showed her ankles. That's it's a really important part of our leg that if you're going to wear flats and you're going to show skin, show your ankles because it's a, it, it, it's generally speaking, a pretty slim part, but you got to find where it is on your leg that it, the jean hits you in your slimmest part. And oftentimes it's, you know, the ankle, um, not all jeans go with all shoes. And so you got to be willing to say like, okay, today I'm wearing a pair of straight jeans. They have a cuff about that big. And I'm wearing a pair of ankle boots that go underneath the cuff. Cause there's nothing worse than people that wear skinny jeans that are really, really long. And they pull either in their flats, they pull. And it just, it just, it's not a good, you know, it's not, not every jean goes with every shoe. So the point is to be able to take your favorite shoes, go to Nordstrom, try them on with every pair of jean that looks good on your body. And you say, these jeans go with these two pairs of shoes. These jeans go with my sneakers and my flats and my sandals. And sort of that's kind of how you um, determine what you need. And it is a process. It's a process. Also, I think it's probably worth mentioning while we're talking about jeans to have um, somebody that's good with a sewing machine uh, that's in your wheelhouse that you can call. Um, it's, it's probably not common to just go and hit that jackpot. You buy a pair of jeans and then you're wearing them that night. You have to still tailor them a bit. If you're not a size zero or a two yes. and you buy a cropped jean, but your waist size is bigger, guess what? They lengthen the jean. <laughs> I don't know why, but so you're, so basically you want to make sure that the model that you're looking at, that's wearing the thing on the thing yeah. that you actually take it to the tailor and get an inch or two, you know, shortened off the jeans so that it can give you that same look. And it doesn't look like you're wearing a, some, what are they called? Floodwater pants. I mean, does that make sense? Do you, yes. do you find that the well, bigger sizes don't quite match up with the cropped look? Um, I think that no, they wouldn't make the bigger sizes if they weren't going to keep in with the style of the jean. Like they, they wouldn't even be available. Right. What I always have think is a problem is the girls that are five, two, I'm five, six, the girls that are five, two and the same size as me, and we're buying the same jeans. They're not going to look the same on them as they do on me. And I think people forget that it, if you are under five, four, for sure, you ought to be shopping in the petite section oftentimes because you're just smaller this way, this way, even if you're more round and you're short, nothing is going to fit you right unless you're shopping for your body. 
And you have to understand it might not look like you on that, but they sell a size 14 for a reason because they want you to know we are going to show you the kick, the kick flare gene, and it can fit you because we have, we have made the waist and the butt bigger for you, but we've also got the length of just the right spot, but it is what it's, you got it. Everybody should be tailoring almost all their clothes. It's, it's not one size fits all. It's just not, and we're not models. And we're not, as you said, a size zero and a hundred, hundred pounds and six feet tall. The tailor is your friend. I often and say I that. And I feel like if you get them tailored that they're going to give you longevity and you're not going to be frustrated looking at the pair of jeans going, you know, they just don't look right on me. I, okay. I guess I'll get rid of them. No, you, if you get them tailored correctly it's from the tailored. beginning, you're yeah. going to be good. But okay, also, is, yeah. But there my, um, go ahead. Different, different, like, let's say you get a crop flare. Okay. Let's say, and it shows your ankle and you buy them at Madewell. They make a great one. So does J. Crew, And you want to wear it with tennis shoes. It generally looks good depending on the shape of your legs and your body, but, or sandals, you can wear a wedge. You know, what's really, really great looking those crop flares and a heel or a high, a, a booty with a big old, you know, you don't have to be scared to put on something you don't think just because it's a kick flare doesn't mean you can't wear a heel with it. It doesn't mean you have to wear flats. It just means you have to try stuff. So that, that would be my point. I love it. Okay. Now yeah. What, yeah. This is, this is okay. My Marnie shoe. That's great. It's cute. It's like kind of that glittery, whatever, Yeah. but it's a platform. Yeah. So I don't know about platforms anymore. It seems to me like this would cut off my leg a little bit. Are they in style? Do they need to go to the donation pile? Because they are in great. Not if they're Marnie. We're <laughs> going to sell them. You're going to call me and I'm going to help you sell those. Okay. But here's the deal. once again, you saw those and, um, you know, the girl, I know exactly where you shop and those gals are saying, oh, no, those look great. And um, that is going to cut your leg off. And I'm not sure what outfit, I'm not sure what you would wear with those that would make your leg look really slim. You don't know where I'm going in this? I don't know where you, I know where you're going in them, but I don't want you to be going anywhere in those. They're going to cut your leg off <laughs> because I know your body. Sure. Yeah. There are other people that could probably wear those, but for you, no, and we can sell those and you can make a lot of money off those. But okay. platforms, and let me just say one thing generally, when you said, are they in style? Who cares? Who cares? You know what also is in style? Those gross mom jeans, gross. So what if they're in style? They're not cute. Don't wear them. So is something in style? Something is in style if it looks good on you and it's your style. That, that, that would be my point on that. So, I mean, are those last years? Who cares? They look good on you. They're great. If they don't get rid of them. I have a, um, I have a whole section of my closet. That's like, I don't know where I think I'm going in that. I think there's a part of my personality that's like, um, I must've been in a past life, part Indian or Comanche or like, you know, hippie, huh? or I think I live in Jackson hole. I got a lot of moccasins huh? and slouchy things like that. Do I keep them? Because you know, there is that part of my personality that like, sometimes I just whip them out and you know, wear the long, like, um, you know, striped sweaters with the belt and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Do we keep, are we keeping those? The reason you're keeping those is because they're your style. 
Yeah. They, I would not keep those because I wouldn't wear those. They're not my style. So I would never have you get rid of those. They're, they're part of you. You love your, your flares and you do have a, with your hair and you've got a little more of a bohemian look. I mean, I would never ask you to put on khakis and a, and an alligator shirt and kids, you know what I'm saying? So you, but I would, I see you in your moccasins. I see you in your long jeans. I see you in that stuff. So you wouldn't get rid of it because it's your style. So you, you're okay with keeping sections of your closet, you know, because sometimes, I mean, I can be preppy. I can be, you know, fancy at a black tie or whatever, but I have different facets of my, I wouldn't say I have one style necessarily. That's just not me. I kind of, I kind of like go with my mood. Yeah. Um, so that's okay with you. I, I, I say, I honor that big time and, and say, stick with it because I don't know why you wouldn't, it, okay. it, it's for you. Okay. A couple more things here. Okay. This is funny. This is my white Mew Mew mm-hmm. honking back. Okay. Yeah. This is an example of what I used to carry. I don't know how many years ago, but it's in great shape. It looks brand new. It doesn't have a spot on it. It's the softest leather. It's white and it's a big, it's this big of a bag. What am I doing with this? Well, do you ever carry it? No, no. Then this is a perfect example of you morphing now into something else. That was your style at the time because those were really in and we were all clutching our bags and put it with our kids and doing all this stuff. You're not, you're not doing that anymore. So rather than have it sit in your closet because you know, you're not going to carry it. That is an item you sell immediately. Am I ever wearing this? Am I taking it on? Am I keeping it? So I go to a resort at some point and carry it. Good question. So let's say you're planning to go somewhere or you've got a new bag. Are you going to go to that before anything else? Are you going to go to that? Clearly not because I haven't carried it in a few years, many years. I know. It's up there with my big Pradas and, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, these are, listen, Everybody, I want you to know, I don't spend a lot of money on jewelry and bags and shoes. Well, maybe shoes, but, but I don't, these, to me, these are major purchases. So I don't, I feel like I don't know what to do with it. Well, you're going to sell it and you'll make money back because there are people that are dying that cannot afford that, that want to buy that off the real, real. And that's where you, you feel better. You're getting a little something back, but you're also giving somebody else the chance who could never afford that bag. And frankly, I also know that we've over the years done many shopping excursions where we did the 50% off one item, 60% off the other, 70 off the other, right? And we would come home with bags of clothes and bags and shoes and that we did not need (laughs) because they were on sale. And that's such a non way to shop. And so I don't know if you did that with that bag or if you really did pay the full price, but the point of the matter is my my chances are you went to that big sale because we all do. Mm -hmm. And we did because that's our chance to be able to buy the nice bag in a price we can afford. Sure. That's when your closet gets stuck with a bunch of stuff, but it's so expensive, but I really, yeah, you have something you're going to travel with. If, If I told you, Alicia, Allie, you are going on a trip. And you can only take 10 items. Are you going to take that bag? Right. Well, now I'm much more practical. 
Right. I'm taking the nylon Lulu, whatever that goes over my shoulder that fits my laptop and all of that stuff. I mean, that's just, you know, it's lightweight. I don't worry if it gets dirty, you can just sponge it off. Totally. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not shopping the way I used to shop. I'm not lunching the way we used to lunch when you were matching that bag to something. We're just not doing that anymore. Not just because of post COVID life, but because of where we are in our age group Mm -hmm. and what we do and what we care about nowadays. No care about as much of that, that we used to care about when we were younger and we all did that stuff. And so, um, I just don't feel like you're going to choose that over maybe something that you did just get. That's new. That was maybe a, $75. I don't care if you like that better, you're going to go to that. And you're only going to choose that because you feel sorry for it because you paid money for it. It's you think it's a classic and all that stuff. So anyway, my advice on something like that moccasins, you're keeping, it's part of your life. It's part of your style. It's part of who you are. That bag doesn't represent you. It represents a time in your life and you're really not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that want to hold on to their bags. I mean, <laughs> you've seen some of the closets I, I go to. One white lady has every Birkin in the rainbow, every color you can have. And I'm in her closet all the time. And I always say, or you don't need all those. You don't even carry them. They're just collecting dust, but she doesn't, she, she just doesn't budge on it. Cause she has that attachment. She's someone I have to chip away at. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm going to say sell. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, sell it is. Um, is. Angela, I really appreciate you coming onto the show today. I really, um, I've looked forward to this for a long time because I think it's, it's always a good time of year in the new year when people are really reassessing things. Of course we can do it all year long, but it's a time where you might have a day off work here or there. And, and it's, it's just a good time to kind of clean out. And I also love um, the theory of taking it all out. Let's say I do my shoes all in one day, or I do my pajamas in one day, you take it all out. You make, what are your three piles again? Well, you've got your um, keep, your sell, your donate. And then I always have just kind of a maybe pile that, that I'm, that I'm thinking about. And at the end of the purge and the clean out, you go back to those items. You'll know the ones that you love. I watch people's faces. Every time I go in their closet, I'm not looking for always how it fits. I'm also looking for their reaction to be like, Oh, I love that dress. Oh, I would never get rid of that. And then when they go, "Mm," I'm like, okay, so it's not a hell yes. It's a no, but everybody should have um, either a laundry basket or a garbage bag. I don't care where it is. So when you put something on and you walk out into your room, you look in the mirror and you're like, that does not look good. I do not feel good in that. You take it off and you put it away into that bag that you're either going to sell or donate and don't go shopping in that trash bag. Do not look back. Do not look back. Move forward. It, you didn't like it when you put it on, on Wednesday, you're not going to like it when you put it on on Friday and just know that. Yeah. Um, but I love taking everything out. And then before you put back your yeses, disinfect, clean, scrub, get in your closet, get, get messy. So, so that it's all fresh and really clean. You know, I pulled out these morning shoes. Guess what? They have dust on them. It's not okay. 
you really, I'm, when we're talking about going in later and just being really, really proud of your surroundings and your, and, and, and your space, your personal space. Um, I think, I think you're going to help a lot of people today just realize that they are worthy of a clean and organized space mm-hmm. that their self, it, it does really correlate with self-worth. Um, yes. It also correlates with health, mental health, and, yes. and also just confidence. So anyway, thank you so much for your time. Tell everybody where they can find you. If you don't so mind. you can find me at where are you going in that? Dot com or wagit.com, W-A-Y-G-I-T. Um, I have a blog on there. You can sign up for a newsletter. You can also sign up for my little closet cleaning cheat sheet that kind of has an arrow, you know, like if you didn't wear it, then do this. And it kind of gives you a little bit of what we just talked about making the piles. Um, on Instagram, it's just my name, Angela Howenstein. And um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I try and keep this also very light. This is not solving the world's problems. Let's let's be real about it. It it it's also fun. Fashion is meant to also be fun. It's made, meant to make you feel good. And if you can have a good time doing it, great. Thank you so much. You're I so love welcome. you. I hope that you come back on. Everybody tune in with Angela and maybe consider taking her course. I think it'd be really great. Well, All when right, it comes out in you. February, you'll be the first to know. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye.